Welcome to the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Back again for another episode, folks. Uh, episode 17. Big thanks to Justin Fancy for coming on last week. Had a uh, lovely chat with him and, you know, everything he's been up to. Uh, yeah, once again, just big thanks to, uh, to Justin. Uh, got another cool episode coming up for you this week. I uh, had a great interview with Jillian Phillips. Um, she, she has a plant-based bakery, um, called Gingerly, and she also runs the Trinity Pub Market, which is a, you know, a space for local vendors to sell, uh, sell all kinds of goodies and all kinds of neat things. And, you know, we had a great chat, uh, you know, catching up and, and she gave a, you know, a real great rundown on, on all the cool things that she's up to and, you know, uh, some of the products that she sells and all that stuff. So, you know, make sure you stick around for the, for that interview. Uh, you, you might, you might notice a little, little lull in my voice today. Tuesday, June 1st, um, big, big game last night. Oh man. Oh man. This team, this team. I mean, if you follow me along guys, if you know me at all, you know, I bleed blue. I'm a diehard Leafs fan and oh man. Oh man. Was this ever tough? This was a, this was a hard one. Uh, I mean, I've seen it all. Last time the Leafs have won a, a first round playoff since it was 2004. I mean, it's 2021. Do you know how many games I've, how many Leafs games I've watched since 2004? It's just, uh, it's crushing. I mean, this this team just just finds a way to to break your heart every single time. They they can only make it worse every year. Uh, man, it's there's so much to unpack and unfold. Uh, I don't even know if I want to get into it, honestly. Yeah, just I've just I've the, the soul sucked out of me. I mean, it's it's funny you can laugh about it because it's just a game, and I mean these guys make millions of dollars. Let's be honest here. I mean, these guys can be upset all they want, but they're at the end of the day they're going home. But you know, for fans like people who have spent their lives cheering and rooting for this team, it just you know really stings to to really uh, you know to feel this. I mean, we're up three one in the series. And, you know, managed to lose. I mean, what happened to our big guys? What happened to Matthews? What happened to Marner? I mean, these guys are getting paid. I think between the two of them, it's like 27% of, of the salary. You know, like, and they didn't show up. They didn't show up for us. I mean, they did, they couldn't score any goals. Marner hasn't scored a goal, a playoff goal in 18 games or something like that. I mean, the stats are just wild. It's, it's, it's just so depressing. It's heartbreaking. I mean, uh, you know... As a Leafs fan and a, and a lifelong Leafs fan, you just want to see this team win, man. You just I'm just so sick of the ridicule. I'm just sick of being beaten down. And now on top of that, you know, to lose to, you know, arguably, especially out here in Newfoundland, you know, our, our enemy. I mean, our, our, our number one, you know, enemy, yeah, essentially. You know, it's so many Leafs fans there. There's so many Habs fans and... You know what? The Leafs are the laughing stock of professional sports right now. It's just uh, it's a tough way to see that happen. Honestly, it's uh, you feel bad for a lot of those guys. I mean, Jason Spezza, he worked his ass off. He had a great series. And Jack Campbell, I mean, he had a better series than, than Carey Price. You know, uh, number wise, but I mean, Carey Price stole this stole this series. Uh, undoubtedly, the number one goalie in the world. You you, you got to give him credit, and you got to give the Habs organization credit as well. I mean, they battled back. They showed resilience. Um, they really, really came out, uh, you know, after those few losses and, 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 and managed to shut down our, our big guys, um, you know, so kudos and hats off to the, to the Toronto or sorry, to the Montreal Canadians. I mean, you got it, you got to hand it to them. And, 
Um, you know, Carey Price isn't getting any younger. He he probably deserves to uh, he deserves to win a cup. I mean, if 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 that's the silver lining in 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 Montreal, I mean, I'm not much of a Montreal fan. I'm not a Montreal hater like a lot of Leafs fans are. Um, I, you know, I got a lot of friends who are Montreal fans, and and uh, you know, there's a couple of guys on that team that I do definitely like, and. I mean, you got to root for Carey Price. He's Canadian guy, and, and he's been around for a long time. And, and arguably, like you say, the one of the best goaltenders in the world. But he, uh, you know, he deserves to win a cup. So you know, hats off, uh, hats off to the Montreal Canadiens. And I mean, it's just going to be a long off season. I think the Leafs are in tough this off season. There's no cap space available. There's a ton of UFAs, ton of guys that need to be signed. A lot of older guys on the team who probably won't be back. Um, it just seems like our young guys just are out there dipsy doodling. They like they just want to make highlight real plays. I mean, that's not how you win playoff hockey. You you got to put pucks on net and you got to look for deflections and rebounds and and garbage goals and that's what wins games. And we had none of that. So you know, I am just just deflated. I gotta say, I'm deflated over the Leafs. I just every year they they manage to do it to you. They just make you think that you know what, this year is probably going to be a little different. And, and and I'm not sure if we had the cup in mind, but I was just looking to show some signs of improvement just to get out of the first round. I mean, especially up 3-1. And I think to me, this one stings a little bit more than the uh, than the Bruins 4-1 loss. I mean, that was tough in itself, but our team was really young then. I mean, you can't use that excuse anymore. These guys are, are getting paid millions and millions of dollars now, and, and it's it's just... It's ridiculous, honestly. It's, uh, it's. Uh, I'm gutted. I am a gutted human being today. I am a broken man. There's no doubt about that. Lots more, lots more hockey going on. I know. You know, the Habs are moving on to play the Jets. It's going to be a tough series. I mean, the Jets are. You know, they had a big break now, and and uh, uh, Edmonton or Montreal, sorry, are coming off. You know, tough series, but they got a lot of momentum, so it's going to be a fun series to watch, no doubt. Uh, I think all my my eggs are in uh, in uh, Colorado's basket right now. Really rooting for Alex Newhook. Uh, really, you know, local Newfoundland guy. Uh, got the call up late in the season, and he's been playing through the playoffs. And you know, Colorado Avalanche are just a wagon right now. Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Landeskog, Kale McCarr. Like their their team is stacked. They're really really doing well. And uh, just yeah, just rooting for Newhook now with the, with the you know as a local guy. So uh, you know, go Avs, go. Why not? Um, watching a bit of basketball, a lot of flops going on, and it's just pissing me off. So I haven't been really watching the whole lot. Uh, you know, I've just been so invested in 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 uh, in the Leafs, uh, you know, this year and this playoffs. And yeah, I mean, it was tough. That was a that was tough. Uh, I had a good weekend playing music. There's no doubt about that. Uh, did a few gigs weekend. Played Thursday night at Golf Shots in Mount Pearl. Got to catch the game in there. Um, Friday and Saturday night, I, d- I did a little uh, early set at Shamrock City. It was a great crowd around there. I had a lot of fun doing that one. Uh, and then Friday late night and Saturday late night, played at uh, O'Reilly's with uh, with the Donnies, which is uh, the new folk band I got going. Uh, our guitar player, Alex Call, is, uh, he's away working right now. So we had Mr. Zach Nash of Rum Ragged filling in for us. And uh, it was a great weekend. We had a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of really, uh, really nice people around. And it was just a ball playing with the, with the boys, no doubt about that. And uh, Sunday, I was back to uh, back to Green Sleeves, which is once again always an interesting gig. You never know who you're going to get. Who's ever out on the Sunday day boil, or who uh, who maybe uh, had a few few drinks the weekend and is passing over into Sunday. Uh, the highlight of of my uh, of my Sunday gig, no doubt, was uh, 
you know, it's a four-hour gig anyways. It's it's a long gig. I mean, four-hour solo is a lot. You do a lot of songs. And, you know, if, if you were, I was, you know, I was into my fifth gig by, by Sunday. It was a long weekend uh, of playing tunes. And, you know, I was definitely, uh, I was definitely feeling the, you know, I was, I was gassed, honestly. I was just, I was tired. My, my, my voice was was uh strained absolutely you know especially when you're playing with the band it's a big difference playing with the band and is playing solo because you're really pushing it and uh you know there's a bit more volume on stage so you, you tend to, to be pushing your uh your, your vocals a lot more and um so it, it definitely makes it tough but uh the, one of the funniest things happened to me on sunday i mean it was about 10 23 literally i think i was on my second last song i played 6 30 to 10 30 there on sundays and uh, I was doing just a couple songs. It was packed like all night, super busy. And um, about t- yeah, about ten twenty three or something like that. I was doing. Uh, I was performing the Highwaymen by the Highwaymen, which I later found out is not actually written by uh, by the Highwaymen, which is Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, uh, Waylon Jennings, and uh, Willie Nelson. But I mean, they they made that song. You know, classic country banger. People love it. It's always a fun song to play. And uh, a person came up and laid uh, this note on my uh on my guitar bag which was laid right next to my uh my guitar on on stage or whatever i'm gonna show it to the folks at home if if you can uh see if i can get it in here if if you're watching i don't know if i'll get the uh i might not no i won't get it but i'll read it out to you anyways uh it was laid next to my guitar case and it said i said no more irish i'm the only person here from the southern shore and I was confused by this, and I kind of asked. I said, "What do you mean?" And the person said, uh, "Nobody here wants to hear Irish." And I said, "Are you referring to this song that I was in the middle of playing because I was so caught off guard that I actually had to ask during the song?" And uh, they said, "Yeah, no more Irish. I'm the only person from the Southern Shore," which in itself is hilarious because does that mean only people from the Southern Shore like? traditional folk irish newfoundland music uh and on top of that it's a country song from literally four artists who couldn't be more country in the world i mean this is the kind of shit that you deal with in these pub gigs sometimes and you can always wonder why you'll see a lot of these guys who are probably three sheets to the wind most nights because you're dealing with nonsense like that sometimes i mean you laugh it off it is what it is but it's just you know it's a kick in the face sometimes when you're 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 four hours into a set and and somebody just says this to you who hasn't been paying attention all night either it's just hilarious to me but anyways it is what it is um back uh this thursday i'm actually at the republic uh doing a gig there it'll be my second time performing there in the last few weeks uh really fun little spot to hang out lots of beers on tap always sports on tv uh, I'll be there like 10 to 1 or one thirty ish and uh, doing a few sets. If you're around, no cover, of course, downtown up on Duckworth Street. Cool little pub. Uh, you know, pop in if you're around just doing a solo set there. And um, Friday and Saturday night, I'm playing with uh, Robert Kelly at Shamrock City. It's his birthday Saturday. So if you are around, make sure you stop down and wish Robert a happy birthday. And uh, Sunday, I'll be back at, at Sleeves um, waiting for some more notes to come in. <laughs> who knows what could happen um yeah you know that about does it for me for my week um uh, like i say a few tunes on the go to weekend if you're around by all means pop in and um uh, you know with that being said i'm gonna swing it over to jill uh we had a great little chat all about her uh her plant-based uh bakery business and the trinity market that she puts off a really really fun fun place to uh to hang out on sundays so stick around for a great interview with jillian phillips
And I'd like to welcome Jillian Phillips of Gingerly and the Trinity Market to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today, Jill. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Like uh, we had a little chat before we got going. I mean, I had a rough, rough night last night. Watch the Leafs. I mean, the Leafs lost. I was a little bit heartbroken about that. It's I mean, that's the nature of the business, though, when you're cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, my goodness. I know you're I know you've been pretty busy, Jill. I know you had a market just recently at the uh, at the Trinity Pub there. How did it go the weekend? Was it a good turnout? It was great. It was such a beautiful day and there was so many people here and everyone was enjoying themselves. We've got our brand new patio. So yeah, the place was as full as it can be during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's a great little event you got down there. But before we talk about the market, I definitely wanted to ask you about Gingerly, which is your your uh, your business that you do. And, and, you know, you do a ton of great things with, with Gingerly. Uh, can you just talk about Gingerly a little bit about, and, you know, what kind of what it is? Yeah, sure. Totally. So uh, my bakery, Gingerly Plant-Based Bakery, sells all vegan products. So everything that I make is free from dairy, free from uh, all animal byproducts. Um, some people, sometimes they think about vegan products and they think that maybe they're not good enough, but um, they try my stuff and everybody just can't believe that it's vegan. So yeah, I'm really busy these days. I'm selling um, a retail at a few locations. You can find my product at the Urban Market on La Marchant Road, which are doing great things here in the community. I sell at Jumping Beans, so you can find it at the coffee shops. I'm at Belbin's Grocery as well and some lots of different little places around town. You can also contact me for orders. So yeah, things have been great for me. Yep. I could definitely vouch for that. I mean, I, I've had, I've had your treats and they are definitely delicious. I, and I'm, I'm not a vegan by any means, but I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm down for good food. I like good, tasty food and, and you definitely make tasty treats. I, I can definitely vouch for that. Um, is, is bacon something you've always been doing, Jill, or was it, was it a, an idea you wanted to do to start up a business or how did that kind of turn out? Well, honestly, I started my own plant-based journey a few years ago and realized that I was going to have to learn how to cook and bake if I wanted to uh, survive, I guess. So, um, yeah, I was managing a little coffee shop and I started my baking there and customers would just come from all over the place for it and they would start asking me for it and wanting me to bake for them. And um, yeah, it kind of just took off from there. And I started um, just doing more and more baking and it just grew from there. So um, I guess I got my start going to markets and craft fairs around town and just testing that out. And yeah, eventually it grew from there. So I've got a great team that works with me and we bake at a commercial kitchen and yeah, we're able to do all kinds of great things. Um, Yeah. So I've also ventured off into um, doing like, uh, pop-ups. So I do hot food events as well. So that's been great. And, uh, uh, it's been great meeting new people and we've been going into restaurants. So we pick a different restaurant uh, every month or two and we'll go in and we'll make like a vegan night or a brunch or some sort of event based on the cuisine at that restaurant. So it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We had an Italian night at Bellissimo Bistro, which was excellent. It was so much fun and getting to learn new things too is always fun. And turns out I'm not so good at hand making pasta. <laughs> uh, yeah. I leave, that to the, leave that to the Bellissimo's. Hey. No, leave it to Joey. I mean, he's excellent at what he does. Yeah. Joey is awesome. I, I know Joey as well. Actually, I worked with him a number of years ago and I've got into uh, to eat at his restaurant a few times. And he's, he's just an awesome guy. I mean, and they got a great little thing going on there. Oh my gosh, they do. It's so special. And especially where it's family owned business. It's nice to see them doing that together. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you, you, um, where you do your bacon, where, where is it? You do your bacon. Is it at home or 
Um, not really at home. I bake in a commercial kitchen space. Right. So down in Murray's at the grounds in Portugal Co., which is a okay. beautiful space. Yeah, and they're also doing some great things down there. They have such awesome food. Yeah, they do. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, where did you come up with the name Gingerly? Oh, my gosh. It sparked from a few different places. Uh, of course, this big head of hair that I've got going <laughs> on here. And also that, you know, um, gingerly has a couple of different meanings. I do obviously bake some products using ginger, of course, and I love that spice. Um, yeah, and gingerly is like I bake my treats a little gingerly with all the TLC. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So I know you mentioned that you have some of your products in, in different venue or different, uh, you know, stores and, and places you can get it. You did mention a few just just recently. Um, how did you get involved with those? Did you approach those businesses and, and, and try to get your products in there? Yeah, definitely. I've um, I had a few people reach out to me. Uh, of course, I'm the only vegan bakery here in the province, actually. So there are, of course, other places offering vegan items, but I am the sole person that's just doing strictly vegan. So I don't make other products that aren't vegan. Um, a couple of places. Yeah, I definitely I've approached them. I just show up with um, a big box of fresh baked goodies <laughs> and I just kind of give them to them and ask them to try them out. And I mean, I've had people call me before I've left the parking lot. I've had people ask me to stay and chat. So um, I haven't been turned down yet. So fingers crossed that things keep going well. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, can you talk about some of the products that you do make? Like what kind of treats do you do? And, and, and what are some of the different things that you, you, uh, you know, you avail of? Yeah, so I love to use as much um, local product as I can source when I'm baking, of course. So one of my longtime standing treats that uh, everybody just loves, and it's definitely one of the most popular ones and best selling, of course, is my Newfoundland Sea Salt Chocolate Chip Cookies. So they're quite popular. I also make um, s'mores cookie bars. I make cheesecakes. I do carrot cakes, all sorts of cakes, birthday cakes for occasions. Um, I'm making as recently my ice cream sandwiches have been super popular. They are just flying off the shelves, my ice cream cakes. So yeah, I just had to buy a brand new freezer, another one for my downstairs. So I now have four big freezers in my house that are just <laughs> occupying ice cream. Actually, it's funny. I think I was going back through our messages um, recently because I was, I was trying to find something when we were talking about getting uh, getting together to do this. And I, I think you might have tried to buy a freezer off me at one point. Yeah, you <laughs> what happened to that freezer? Do you still have it? Or? No, I, no, I think I sold it. Sorry. <laughs> it was at my cabin. It was at my cabin. And uh, some guy bought it off off me to uh, to make a beer beer keg. But um, Ooh, you yeah, exactly. You did mention some of the, the vegan pop-ups that you do, which are really, really neat. And can you like, what are, what are some of the uh, events that you might have planned? Did you have any more of those lined up or, or what are some of the recent ones you've done? Yeah, we usually, um, sometimes are a little bit of a secret, but oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. We don't want to spoil got, the secret. That's cool. No, it's cool. I like to put a little teaser out there too. So, um, yeah, I've got some, Mexican night plan coming up soon. Um, so that's going to be at another local restaurant. So all kinds of just all kinds of Mexican food. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. So I love cooking uh, that type of cuisine and I'm excited to learn some new dishes as well. Um, yeah. So most recently um, we did a Mother's Day brunch. Uh, that happened at Bellissimo's as well. I just used um, his space at a venue, so as a venue, so it wasn't necessarily like an Italian brunch. But yeah, we were making um, fish cakes, quiche, um, sorts of, we did, um, steak and eggs, Benny, all kinds of cool things. So it's really fun to 
um, like veganize these things. I don't usually do the same thing twice. This weekend past, I worked with another local um, cheese company. They're called like no udder. So we we came down to the Trinity market and we did a big like uh, pop up with all kinds of cheesy things. So we were making grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, What else were we making? We're making chili cheese nachos. We had baked breeze. We had all kinds of really cool stuff. So yeah, it was really great. We sold out pretty fast. We had vegan pizza pockets. People were just burning the mouths off themselves all over the place. So it was great. Yeah. No one's got a roof of their, uh, their mouth left over anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Um, what, what's it kind of mean to you to be, you know, to use some of these local products and, and be involved with other local companies? Like what does that mean to you as a business? Oh my gosh. Especially during the pandemic, I loved seeing all the local businesses come together and support each other. And now that seems like it's kind of the new norm and everybody has been so supportive. It's so much fun. Um, one of my first events was at Oliver's restaurant. I teamed up with them and we did, a we did like a fine dining event and it was, oh my gosh, it was great. And you know, they welcomed me with open arms and they're also, um, you know, they have a customer base that they need to cater to. It's not just people who are vegan. It's people that have um, maybe lactose intolerant or gluten sensitive or people just with different dietary restrictions. It's great for them. You know, they want to go out when they have a family event. You know, it, vegans are tired of going places and trying to make a meal out of side plates, you know, like a chips and a piece of bread or a potato or fries. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to be able to go out and enjoy a meal. So, you know, the people that own these restaurants are also learning from me things that they can provide outside of that. And that's something that I'm also getting into as well as some consulting with restaurants. So, you know, getting together with them and thinking about some cool vegan things that they can put on their uh, menu on a permanent basis, which is really great to see. And there's so much more vegan options popping up in the city now. So it's great. We can go out to eat now all the time and, you know, enjoy ourselves at a restaurant that, you know, isn't necessarily vegan or catering to vegans so it's good yeah no that's incredible and good for you i mean i'll be willing to bet there's a lot of people in you know in the community who are are really happy about that i mean you know um you know we go out sometimes you know like just you know a lot of these restaurants they might only have one option and it's like for a vegan or plant-based person they they really only have you know one option or or like you mentioned they're they're kind of trying to come up with a meal out of side dishes so i think that's that's really beneficial and i think you know, a lot of restaurants can definitely take a page out of that because, you know, and, and not only people who are, are vegan or, or plant-based or, or vegetarian, sometimes people just like people might eat meat, but they just want to have a healthier option sometimes. And that's definitely oh, a healthier route. Yeah. And this is like, you know, I'm trying to lean towards, you know, so many people that try my food that, you know, aren't vegan or plant-based and they enjoy it. It's so awesome to see that. And I love that. And I think that's where I get the most excited when it comes to uh, my business and people like trying new food. I love that. I love sharing food. I love people who might be a little bit skeptical about trying vegan stuff. I'm like, just try it. It's just a cookie. You know, we're <laughs> using flour, we're using sugar, we're using butter, we're using chocolate chips, you know, we're, ma- we're eating the same food. So it's cool. Sometimes they might think, you know, it's vegan. There's something extra s- sprinkled in there, but now we're just not putting, putting dairy in there. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, I want to talk a little bit about the Trinity market. Um, can you totally. describe, can you describe the Trinity market to the people at home kind of what it is and, and when it happens? 
Yeah, sure. So the Trinity Market is um, just a little local market that happens on George Street. It happens here at the Trinity Pub where I am sitting right now. Um, It's every second Sunday from 12 to 5 p.m. So we just had one this weekend. Our next event is June 13th. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and find out all that good stuff and about all the vendors um we rotate our vendors all the time so it's a lot of fun you know sometimes when you go to different farmers markets or uh craft fairs around town it might be the same sort of people all the time but where we don't have a whole lot of space we only allow you know 12 to 15 vendors we love to give everybody a chance we have people that come from all over the island like it it is awesome and we have a good mix of everything so we always have one of everybody there's you know vintage there's art there's clothing there's jewelry um, there's so much fun stuff and it's just really a relaxed atmosphere and people like to come and, you know, get a beer and have a little shop around. They can sit out on our brand new patio, enjoy the full view of the street. It's just gorgeous out there. And it's just such a really good vibes that happen around here on Sundays at the market. Um, it's also a family friendly event, so you can bring the kids down. We usually have hot food vendors. Sometimes we do food trucks in the summertime. There's vendors set up. Um, the pedestrian mall was incredible to us last year in regards to foot traffic coming into the market space. But um, yeah, we really try to spread the word. And so many of our neighbors down here, other local stores, they you know tell their customers on market day that the market is happening. And yeah, it's just really great to see all the local support. And that just ties back into you asked me how what it meant to me as a business to be able to work with these other local businesses it's just fantastic and I'm so grateful that they've given me the opportunity because the exposure uh, alone is just amazing for me as a new business starting and trying to expand yeah absolutely and, and I'd be willing to bet that it's it's probably nice to be able to work alongside some people who are similar to yourself in the, in the business sense who are you know really trying to get their products out there and, and really trying to just meet new people and and trying to meet new customers I mean you nailed it right there with with the Trinity pub it's always such a nice little vibe there I mean the patio brand new patio there is fantastic uh it's you know it's overlooking George Street overlooking the city it's a nice little space there and you can get out and have a look um you know a really really great little vibe there for sure. Um, were you kind of the, the head spear of, of the Trinity market? Did you start the Trinity market? Yeah, I started the market. I mean, we started, we only actually had one before the pandemic uh, last year, um, just in March. It was just a couple of days before everything kind of went crazy. Um, but yeah, it was an effort to connect um, just more people with more local products. Um, I myself found that sometimes you couldn't maybe get into a market or they were booked and there was so many other people selling this stuff and I didn't see them out, you know, in retail stores. And I just thought it would be really fun. And especially here working at the pub, um, they have this big, beautiful new back bar that they call O'Darren Hall and it's just a great venue. So I thought it would be fun. And, you know, there's nothing like that happening at bars around town and uh, especially in the downtown area at the time. I mean, think about all the cruise ships and that used to come into the Harbor and they would only have an hour or two maybe to, to run around. I mean, they're not getting up. They're not, you know, leaving the downtown area to head to another market maybe. So it's nice, you know, having all the, the foot traffic. We were a little bit nervous about it at first, you know, especially with parking um, and things like that, but it hasn't been an issue. It's, it's a really great, uh, it's just great. Everybody comes anyways. Lots of foot traffic is the big thing. I think people are like, they're out walking in the sunshine and they see the market, you know, um, we usually get the coast cruiser comes down in the summertime. They park outside and they're giving away stuff and they're sending people in. So yeah, we haven't had a problem. It's been great. 
No, it's so great to have, you know, the support of the community like that. And I mean, and, and, and all the different, you know, coast, I mean, that's all huge stuff to just to get some people, people around. I mean, uh, it must've been, it must've been a nice kind of surprise, I guess, to you guys at the, at the market there with the pedestrian mall opening. I mean, after, you know, I don't want to say after the pandemic, because we're still currently in the middle of this fucking pandemic, excuse my French, but um, you know, I mean, once, once the restrictions kind of got lifted last year after, you know, our first lockdown and, and, you know, we were looking pretty good there last summer. I got to say, everyone was feeling pretty good. Everyone's playing by the rules and we we managed to kind of salvage a bit of a summer out of it. That must've been such a, a great advantage to have that pedestrian mall kind of focused next to you guys, because like you mentioned the foot traffic, that's, that comes down and, and walks water street, even just to get out for a look, it, it has to be advantageous for sure. Oh my gosh, it was, we were really excited when we heard about it. And I think there was an extension that happened as well um, towards the fall. I think they were going to close it and they continued it for a little while. Um, but yeah, I think it just drew people out more. And even, you know, when the pedestrian mall kind of stopped doing its thing, I think that people were still out. Like, you know, it didn't really slow us down. I've got to say. So whatever the reason was, whether it's become a destination market now, or we're still just, grabbing people who are passing by and interested to see what's going on. It's a mix of everything. And of course our, our amazing vendors are bringing in customers of their own and people in their own who are just dying to try their products. We always try to find some really cool, neat little people who have some pretty special things to offer. So it's great to see, you know, lineups and uh, at people's booths and people selling out and uh, yeah, no, everybody's, everybody's had a really great experience. I must say my vendors have expressed um, extreme gratitude and especially for meeting like that new type of um, clientele and just like a different kind of vibe than a traditional market. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you say, it's, it's great. That's it's kind of like, you know, cross marketing because you have, different vendors coming in and who, you know, are, are supporters of, of each vendor. I mean, and, and they're, they're, um, you know, they're coming down to maybe pick up a product and then they stumble across something else. I mean, that's how that kind of nature of that business works. Uh, can you talk about some of the vendors and, and, you know, what kind of uh, some of the stuff that people can expect to see when they, when they come down to the market? Yeah, I would love to. Um, we, like I said, we always, you know, bring in a good mix of people, but we do have a pretty good little family here. And we've got a few um, people that are just fan favorites that we absolutely have to bring back all the time. Um, who comes down here? Let me see. Um, we love having Saucy Pots Pottery. So they are over in uh, the battery doing their thing. Erin is excellent and her family that works with her. You know, they're making these um, beautiful ceramic mugs and, um, you know, they say fuck off or whatever, <laughs> you know, they're just, uh, they're, they're very X-rated, but they're hilarious and people just love them. Like, you know, there I've you got go. Look, I've got, yeah, you got one right there. I, <laughs> I want to say fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That's awesome. I've got a few of them at home as well. And yeah, they're just so funny. The battery skate shop comes down too. They've got all kinds of like funny little pins. They also collaborate with other local businesses. So they're bringing in extra things. They've got, uh, you can check them out online. You know, they're selling the coolest rollerblades ever. Um, the Derby girls are wearing all their stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, huge so now, fun. right now. People are, people are really into the roller skating again. I know. I wish I could. I, I, I should start. I say I'm going to, but I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have you get them to hook me up with a pair of blades. <laughs> yeah. We've got, um, we've got queen bee cosmetics. She makes these gorgeous bath bombs. The kids just go crazy for them. I mean, everybody goes crazy for them. Jewelry by Lori comes. Um, she is amazing. She sells gorgeous things. People just love her product. Um, she sells sea glass NL comes down. She makes these just all kinds of 
beautiful creations with sea glass that you can find. Um, Bellissimo Bistro actually pops up here sometimes. They come in and sling sandwiches all day long out on the patio. Um, we had Saucy Mouth Food Truck as an events truck down here all last summer. Um, people just love seeing them. Curry Delight um, comes to our market sometime. I'm actually wearing one of their shirts right now. It says Lentil Health Matters. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's uh, just a really great mix of people that come down um, with all sorts of different things. And we welcome everybody and encourage everyone to apply. We just, yeah, we want everybody to have a chance. Yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a really welcoming uh, vibe down there for sure. And I mean, lots of great vendors. I mean, and it's no better time right now, especially with the pandemic, than to support local. I mean, especially people who are creating things and they're, you know, they're making things with their hands. I mean, people are really working hard and they're just trying to trying to provide for their family and, and people are trying to just make a living and, and trying to do something that they're passionate about. So, I mean, kudos to you and, and, and all the gang down at the at the market there, because that's a that's a great thing to happen, especially in our downtown, because you mentioned it. There's not much like that going on downtown. And, you know, it makes a great afternoon on a Sunday afternoon, you know, uh, to come down and check it out. And you can have a beer and you can stroll around and and I mean it's it's COVID friendly. I mean everybody's everybody's you know uh, socially distanced and everybody's masked up and stuff like that. So and and it's a family friendly event like you mentioned. So uh, that's that's really incredible, Jill. Uh, kudos to you guys and, and the team that works works behind that because I know that's uh, there's a lot of work behind it for sure. I, I'm willing to bet. Um, for our folks at home, uh, where can we find you on online for Gingerly first? Uh, yeah, so you can find me at Gingerly G on Instagram or just my page, Gingerly. You should see it come up there on Facebook, Gingerly Plant-Based Bakery. I'm always online, so and I'm always posting my products. I've got some cool things posted this week that I'm selling right now. So, yeah, everybody can find me there. Of course, you can find me at the Trinity Market. I'm always here. I usually set up uh, right across the back bar, so we have a lot of fun just, uh, yeah, slinging cookies from the bar. It's great. And um, um, when, when yeah. is the next market happening? June 13th is okay. our next market. So that's a Sunday, of course. And doors open up at noon and we are here until 5 p.m. Also, um, for everybody that has a puppy dog out there, we have, I think, one of the only puppy friendly patios in the city. So all the time, you're welcome to bring your doggy on down, chill out on the patio, have a beer. You know, if you want to order some food or something, we're happy to bring it out to you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and the market happens every second Sunday, right? Every second Sunday. And we will always make a poster and post the details. The radio has been really good about sharing it. Um, the support local groups, the guide to the good, they've been awesome. So you can check all these places. The the community events um, on most, most local pages will have that information. Yep. And uh, for anybody who's listening at home and, and maybe is unfamiliar, if, if you are, where, where Trinity Pub is, it's it's right at the end of George Street, just as you kind of uh, right towards the end. It's just up over the stairs a little bit left. Or if you come down over the uh, over the steps there on Duckworth Street, you can find it tucked away in the corner. Really, really nice little venue. Uh, great space. And and you'll see the brand new patio there. It's uh, it's uh, beautiful. And, and Trinity Pub or sorry, the Trinity Market is online as well. Is there is there an uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So the Trinity Market's got a Facebook page, just the Trinity market and it's the same on instagram as well and we post all our information there of course awesome well thanks so much for taking the time jill i know you're busy and uh, uh, i really i'm so excited <laughs> no no worries at all i really really appreciate you taking the time and uh look forward to, uh, to seeing you soon so uh you have a great day and we'll catch up with you soon jill thanks again thank you
Big thanks to Jill for coming on there. Uh, she's an absolute sweetheart. I've known Jill for, for a number of years, and uh, she also works at, at the pub there at Trinity, so whenever I'm performing down there, she's always working, and you know we're always having a chat and carrying on, and I just thought she'd be a great person to have on because you know those are the type of people I like to have on in, on the podcast. Uh, I just like having people who are working their ass off, uh, doing something that they love, uh, doing something for the community and involved in the community, and she's definitely one of those. She you know she kind of head speared the uh, the Trinity Market, and it's really really neat, guys. I mean, it's you know it's kind of like it's like a, a farmer's market slash not farmer's market, but like a flea market, farmer's market, vendor's market. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that you can find down there. Plus it's in a pub. So you can go down and have a beer while you're walking around and browsing all these little local vendors. And, and when you're doing that, you're supporting local guys. I mean, you're, 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 you're supporting people's families who are, are from here, right from here, right from Newfoundland and right from St. John's uh, people who have kids and, and that kind of stuff. And, and people who are just creative, they're trying to come up with ways to, to uh, make art and make, Make uh, you know food and and all sorts of different things to to uh, to sell to try to just support their families. So you know uh, if you are in the market for that sort of thing and you enjoy doing that kind of thing, make sure you do check out the uh, the Trinity Market um, every second Sunday there at uh, at the Trinity Pub on George Street. And make sure you do check out check out Jill and uh, and and Gingerly. She's uh, she like you say she's a sweetheart and and she works really really hard and and she's so so good at what she does. I've sampled many of her treats. She actually dropped me off a uh, uh, box of treats or or she's or I think she did. I'm not 100 percent positive, but she said she's going to. But I've you know, like I say I've had a had a bunch of her treats over the years and and uh, they're they're delicious and 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 she rocks. She's really cool. So make sure you do support people like that, guys, especially in the community. So. You know, that about does it for me, guys. Make sure you do check me out if, if you feel so inclined. Uh, the weekend, lots of great tunes going down around downtown St. John's. Uh, weather's just been beautiful the last few days. Looking forward to getting out and uh, hitting a golf course. Hopefully, uh, maybe I'll run into uh, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and the boys because it seems like that's all they wanted to do was uh, play golf. Uh, they didn't seem like they wanted to come play hockey. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Tough day, tough day in uh, in my world. I mean, just got it, just got it. Anyways, guys, you know that about does it for me. I'm thinking about moving the podcast to uh, every second week or every third week for the summer as as things start picking up. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted on my social media channels if anything changes. Uh, just finding it a little difficult to find the time to uh, to get these you know uh, recorded, edited, and and posted uh, with uh, with the gigs and stuff that's on the go. Plus, you know the nice weather. You're out doing a few more things, and um, yeah. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. If you want to follow me along, guys, you know how to do so. It's uh, you can get me at Dave Witty on Instagram, Twitter, and and um, and Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook, I'm a lot, a lot of times I'm posting about the podcast and posting about music and Instagram is more about a lot of times is my dog and, uh, other music and Twitter. I'm basically just posting hot takes about sporting events. So, I mean, you get the best of three worlds there with all the social media and of course, like, and subscribe on my, uh, on my YouTube channel. It'd be great. Um, thanks for all the comments and, and thanks everybody who's been tuning in. Uh, really appreciate everything. And, um, you know what? That about does it for me. From downtown St. John's, Newfoundland, I'm Dave Whitty. Peace.